God, we come before you this afternoon, Lord. We want to thank you for the opportunity and privilege to be in your house once again today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for loving us. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to do, to say, and to think those things that would be pleasing to you, to edify those around us, Lord. We just pray that we could be a blessing to someone today. We thank you, Lord, for uh, our pastor, for the time that he puts in uh, daily to study your word. We pray, Lord, that we would hear from you this afternoon we pray that the holy spirit would help us to understand what you have for us we just ask lord that you'd go before us this afternoon as we leave here we pray that we'll take what we've learned with us that you would provide safety for us on the way home as well in jesus name amen amen and amen and as we continue in worship we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 435 hymn 435 when the roll is called up yonder Hymn 435. Oh, when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more, and the morning breaks eternal, bright and fair, when the Savior earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the roll is called a yonder, I'll be Christ arise and the glory 
from the dark to setting sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up You may be seated. Welcome to our afternoon service. We're glad that you're here today. Wanted to make sure I had all of our announcements correct. Amen. Um, don't forget about our banquet coming up on December 10th. I want to encourage you to um, uh, mark your calendar. It's, a, it's right after our Sunday morning service. So on that day, we'll have Sunday school. We'll have our morning service. Then on, we'll go right into the fellowship hall on December 10th for our banquet. Amen. There will not be an afternoon service that Sunday. All right, and so we're going to have a good time there. I also want to encourage you. Some folks have already brought some uh, clothes uh, for the uh, uh, that our celebration Sunday uh, of Christmas. We're collecting clothing, warm clothing, and jackets for the homeless no more Baptist Church. Amen. And uh, we're going to give those to the homeless folks that are there, and they're not homeless. Because now they have a home in heaven, and that's what the church is all about out there, meeting the needs of those people. (coughs) Excuse me. Don't forget about our ladies' Bible study this Tuesday night at 10 o'clock in the morning. And if you're not a member here, that's okay. Everyone's invited to the ladies' Bible study. All the ladies are. Brother Aaron, you can't come. And then then (coughs) December 2nd. Will be men's prayer breakfast Saturday morning, 8:30 in the morning. We're going to get together. We're going to have some bacon, and then we're after we eat bacon, and we get satisfied with bacon. We might have an egg or two, probably not. And then, uh, how can you improve on bacon? Uh, amen. Uh, but uh, somebody said, never mind. Uh, so that'll be uh, after we have our food. We'll be having a, a, a quick devotional, and then we're going to spend time praying as as men of our church. For, for God to bless the work that we're doing here at Central Park. Then on Sunday, December 3rd, we have 23 and 23. That's next Sunday morning. 23 and 23. We're asking 23 people to come meet with us at 8.30 in the morning here in the auditorium. Now, some folks come and sit on the front pew. Some of those on the front pew pray. Some folks sit on the second pew. Some folks sit on the fifth and sixth pew. Some folks sit in the back pew. And they all pray. They don't necessarily pray out loud. Some people kneel at the altar and pray. What we want to do is just pray. We want you to come and pray with us, 8.30 in the morning, 23 and 23. Some people will pray out loud. You do not have to. No one is required to do so. If you voluntarily do that, that's fine, but you don't have to. Amen? We have men and ladies and children come. Amen? And it's all important. By the way, we do need to teach our children that it's important we pray for church. Amen? There's a lot of things that we should be examples for and our children that they won't know without us being an example. So I want to invite you to 23 and 23, 8.30 in the morning, uh, next uh, Sunday morning. Then the Merlots will be with us next Sunday, uh, Sunday morning and Sunday evening service. They'll be here all day long, uh, and so th- uh, that's exciting. They just got a new president, right? Didn't they just yes. get a new president? Yes. And he's a conservative, a, a staunch conservative, and that really could change some things for the Merlots there uh, in their country. And so pray for them. 
uh, as they come be with us. Pray for their daughter as we have been on a weekly basis. Uh, and they're going to give us an update on all of that. And I'm really looking forward to seeing them. They've been a blessing to our church every time they've come. Haven't we supported them for like 20-some years, Preacher? Yeah, a long time. Amen. They're good folks. They've been serving the God, our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for a long, long time. And I know that they'll be a blessing to you uh, when you see them next week. Amen. But pray for them as they're coming. That's all the announcements I have from now. Pastor, you come. Amen. Well, you already have an offering? Y'all were kind of, y'all, y'all, I think the uh, tryptophan has got a, has an, had a lingering effect today. That's exactly my point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, you know, it seemed like everybody's been a little blah today. Do y'all feel blah? It, that's exactly my point. <laughs> but, well, I want you to, we're going to finish up the message this afternoon that we I didn't finish this morning, and, and uh, maybe it'll be something good. It, it, it may or may not last a long time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop telling you that it's going to be a, a short message, and I'll just say it may or may not. That way it'll cover both bases, and you know, uh, and I won't be untrue about what I say. But let me encourage you, pray for uh, our folks that this week, and uh, pray for, uh, again, for the ones that are out of town still. Keep them in your prayer. And let's really, uh, let's really put some effort into getting everybody back next Sunday. Amen. And uh, get, them, get everyone back ready to go. I want to encourage you to contact our visitors that have been coming uh, I'll be glad to give you their contact information if you'll call them or if you'll text them or send them an email so that we can encourage them. It's not, uh, you know, it, it's a wee thing here about uh, contacting all of our visitors. So I want to encourage you to do that. And, uh, in fact, I'll make a list or something. We'll put it out on the bulletin board and make it available to you. And uh, let them know who you are, that you're uh, so-and-so from Central Park Baptist. I want to just tell you thank you for coming. Look forward to seeing you again, those type things, and uh, so that we can encourage our visitors to come back, all right? Well, let's have a good offering, and, um, you know, <clears throat> y'all smile every once in a while. Amen. No, y'all smile every once in a while. Y'all sure making me nervous, amen. <clears throat> I don't know what happened in this section today but the outside sections are doing good this afternoon but the, this one i'm y'all are looking a little peaked in the middle uh, y'all going y'all got some work to do between now and sunday all right <clears throat> but anyway well let's have a good offering may lord bless you as you give father thank you lord for loving us uh, god we again again we thank you for your goodness to us and pray god that you'd bless bless this afternoon's worship lord bless this offering and we'll give you praise in jesus name amen if you have an offering you please come Hey, man, we have another good old hymn lined up for us this afternoon. 
Hymn 587. I believe everyone knows this one, At Calvary. At Calvary, Hymn 587. We'll do all verses at the conclusion of this hymn. Please greet each other before we have our special. Amen. Hymn 587, sing along. A year I spent in vanity and pride. Caring not, my Lord was crucified. No. Salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did spare at Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdens no found Amen. Please greet each other at this time.
his name when everything around me falls apart. He's the only one who heals the broken pieces of my heart. Through every storm he stays the same, faithful good he doesn't change, so I will bless his name. Through every storm he stays the same, Faithful good, he doesn't change, so I will bless his name, his name. We've got a new group, amen. <laughs> I liked it. <coughs> um, anyway, that was, yeah, that was good. <laughs> the Bible says train up a child in the way they shall go, amen. And uh, that's the way you do it. You just get them up there and get them started. And, and uh, they may sing some. They may sing a lot. They may not sing at all. But you still got to train them, amen. And that's... Uh, you know, we train our kids to do all kinds of things. Parents put them in soccer, volleyball, baseball, basketball, and we train them up. Let's, let's train them up here in this kind of stuff, amen? And, and that is, uh, anyway, I like, I like seeing that. It's good to see you, uh, not just your kids, but it's good to see your grandkids uh, in that as well. Nahum, chapter 1, verse 7. Yeah, yeah you, you probably, if you got a good memory... I've got a good memory, it's just not very long, amen, but man, I, I know where mine's at, so Nahum chapter 1 verse 7, we're just going to read this one verse and then we're going to get right into the message and just, uh, we'll just stay with it till we get through, whether it's sooner or whether it's later, amen, and uh, we'll just have a good time, the Bible's, read it, read it with me, found your place, amen. 
The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Father, I pray that you'd help us again this afternoon, Lord, as we uh, complete the message, Lord, that we started this morning on, on your goodness. I'm, I'm thankful, God, that you are good to us. And uh, God, your goodness comes in a lot of different ways, a lot of different shapes and sizes, Lord, and from a lot of different avenues. God, if we'll just learn to recognize your goodness, God, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, in these next few, just these next few days, Lord, I pray that we will begin to uh, look for your goodness, Lord, and uh, God, that if we'll just look for it, I, I believe that as a child of God, we'll recognize it. So, Lord, please help us, God. Bless the reading of your word. Bless the message this afternoon in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. You know, we were talking about this this morning, about uh, recognizing uh, God's goodness. And I, I was just thinking about that now. You know, uh, you know, it's it, the reason why I'm able to see my grandkids up here singing. You know what that is? Because God's good. Amen. When when you see your kids doing things like that and your grandkids, that just that is just simply the goodness of Almighty God. And, and I'm thankful for that. And, it, and, and just to kind of back up a little bit, you know, we were talking about this morning how that uh, God's goodness would, it would never wear out. And even when... You know, if the, where the Bible says it's surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, uh, even though that that goodness maybe that follows us around on a daily basis, if he did start it, if he did start maybe wearing out just a little bit, God said that there's more laid up in Psalm 31, 19. It says, oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. And so God has his reservoir of, of his goodness will never run dry. And, and I think sometimes when it does begin to run dry, when we think about it, I, I believe it's because we're drawn from the, uh, the wrong well, just like the Lord Jesus himself told the lady at the well and, and told her that if she drew from that well that she would thirst again. And, and that's why God said that those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And so... Uh, we've got to learn to draw from uh, the goodness of God in every situation. No matter how bad it might be, we can always find the goodness of God uh, in that situation. But sometimes we think, you know, and I mentioned this this morning, that we feel like there's times when uh, we just feel, feel that the devil has just got us on the ropes. You ever feel that way? The holidays especially. Uh, you know, I'm... Uh, you know, Brother Clark was talking this morning, mentioned something about, uh, uh, and I forgot how he said it, about uh, the, uh, Brother, Brother Clark, how did you say it, about the fence around like the Grand Canyon, say that for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> you, did you hear that? Uh, discipleship is the fence or the, around the, the Grand Canyon. Counseling is the triage at the bottom. You know, and a lot of Christians today have to come in for counseling. And, it's, and the reason being is because we haven't spent any time in discipleship sitting at the feet of the Lord. And because we've been at the wells of the world looking for things that will satisfy us instead of looking uh, for the goodness of Almighty God. And, and, you know, we ha I've had people say, man, okay, preacher, I'll just grin and bear it. Well, do you ever feel like your grin is wore out? Yeah. 
Do you ever feel like you're buried? Is just not going to make it? Well, listen, well, how have you made it this far? Well, we've made it that far because God's been good to us. Amen. I mean, uh, God said, cast your burdens on him because he cares for you. But instead of casting our burden on him, we begin again to go to the wells of this world and, and we miss out on the goodness of Almighty God. And listen, the only way that we're going to make it today, listen, the only way we're going to make it tomorrow, the only way we're going to make it uh, uh, through these holidays, if you will, is, is, in, is that if we lean on the, on the goodness of Almighty God. We'll lean on everything today. We lean on our own understanding. And God said, lean not unto thy own understanding. We lean unto the, the arm of this flesh. But listen, I want you to know, we need to learn how to lean on the goodness of Almighty God. I want God to know that, listen, if I'm needing something, I'm leaning on God's goodness. Brother, I'm telling you, I'm, and I'm going to lean on Him hard. Yeah. Amen? But we have a tendency to lean on the arm of this flesh. Listen, what can the arm of the flesh do for you that, that God can't? We, 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 we have the, the wrong, we're looking in the wrong places. Because you've got to remember Romans 8 tells us that, uh, that all things work together to the good to them that love God and are the called according to His purpose. So we've made it this far through all the heartaches, through all the hard times, through all the trials, the suffering, the persecution, the pain. And, and because God has a purpose in our lives as the children of Almighty God. Listen, God has a purpose for you. Do you know what that is? I was telling our Sunday school class this morning. Uh, and we were talking about God's purpose for this, this church. You know, and I said, do you know why we are always talking about numbers? You know why we, we are, are growth-oriented or why we ought to be? Not for the sake of, of just saying, look how many we have. But it's for the sake of, of just like we heard Tuesday night where people were standing and saying, listen, when I started coming to this church, my life changed or, or because people that are lost come here and they get saved or because they're saved and, and they come and follow the Lord in scriptural baptism and, and then they begin to get into a discipleship program, which is we have one every Sunday at 9.30 to 10, uh, to 10.15. Listen, we have discipleship classes and we call it Sunday school. Listen, it's because of those things. That's why we're or, we are crowd oriented. Because in that number, there's somebody that needs Christ. There's somebody that needs to be baptized. There's somebody uh, that needs some comfort and some strength. And listen, and the only way we get that is through a ministry just like Central Park Baptist Church. And the only way that we can make it today is to lean on the goodness of Almighty God. Look in Psalm chapter 86 and verse 5. <clears throat> Psalm chapter 86 and verse 5. Note, I wanna, this is something I want you to see too, that how God's goodness is manifest to us. It's, it's manifest to his saints in a special way, but God's goodness is manifest in forgiving sin. Psalm 86 and 5, it says, For thou art, what's that word? And ready to what? Forgive sin. You know, God is more ready to forgive uh, sin more than most people are ready to ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Um, it's not hellfire and brimstone that make people want to repent. No place are you going to find in Scripture. Not that if, I, if you can find it, you can let me know. 
But no place are you going to find in Scripture that talks about where God's judgment uh, leads people to repentance. But there is a place where you're going to find that says that the goodness of God leads to repentance. Listen, the, sure, sure people make uh, resolutions, you know. Uh, we've, some of you may have some that you're going to make January 1st. Yeah. I mean, people make resolutions, and they make them. Watch, when the pressure's on, they make them. Uh, they get the whole church to pray for them. But the problem is with resolutions and things like this is people get well. Amen. Finances come around. Amen. And then everything is different. Listen, Romans chapter 2 and verse 4. Turn over there with me if you would. Romans chapter 2 and verse 4. We're talking about how the goodness of God leads us to repentance. Uh, that, that verse, Romans 2, 4 says, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing, here it is, that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. That word despise there, it says, or despisest thou. That word despise means to take lightly. Matthew Henry said this, I like this. He said, there is in every willful sin a contempt for the goodness of God. And that's exactly right. Listen, every intentional sin takes lightly or despises and presumes upon God's kindness and forbearance. To despise also means, this. listen to this, it also means to think down on something or someone and to underestimate the true value. You realize today that when, when, when people sin that they, <clears throat> that they underestimate the true value of God's goodness. Listen, God's good to us and he manifests that in, uh, in his uh, willingness to forgive us of our sin. If, if there's one thing that we need, we need to be judged and chastised in most times rather than forgiven. Amen. Listen, but we can understand that without exception today, every person who has ever lived has experienced the goodness of Almighty God. Everybody. There's not one person who has ever lived or who has ever been born since Adam who has not uh, been a recipient of the goodness of Almighty God. Adam and Eve, if you really think about it, in the garden, <clears throat> when they sinned, when they ate of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, listen, it would have been all right. It would have been fine if God had struck them down and started over. But it's because of the goodness of God that he didn't do that. Listen, everybody has been a, a recipient of the goodness of God. Every breath a person takes, uh, every bite of food he eats, you know how we were able to sit down and, uh, with our families and, and have a meal regardless of what it was that you ate on Thanksgiving Day? Listen, you know, that. understand today that's because of the goodness of God. Listen, everything that we do, God is the only source of goodness. And if anybody wants to be a partaker of the goodness of God, then they must first be a child of God, and then they must be obedient to God. Listen, there's a lot of times and a lot of things going on today uh, where that we do not, uh, in a sense, we, we take for granted the goodness of Almighty God. But most people do not perceive of God as being totally good. You, you say, how, why makes you say that? Well, think about this. They accuse him of being insensitive. They accuse him of being unloving because he, he lets things happen to certain people. 
they say things like and ask questions like, how could God allow that uh, that good person to suffer pain? And uh, uh, how could God allow that good person to suffer poor health when, when that evil person over there uh, has good health and has wealth? Listen, that is a distorted human perspective. Come on, that, that's a distorted human perspective. The real question ought to be, why does God allow anybody to live? Amen. You see, before God destroyed the world in the flood, listen, he waited 120 years. Uh, you think it was just because Noah was slow? And it, listen, it took him 120 years, but I think God could have sped up the process had he chose to. But listen, but because if, if Noah would have finished that ark in 40 years, the judgment of God would have come. Amen. Listen, just like we read here in the book of Nahum, if you read there, it says in verse 3 that the Lord is slow to anger. And I read this morning and I said, well, how slow is he? He's 140 years to this point. If you remember, Jonah went through Nineveh preaching and, and running and, and the city repented. But here we are 140 years to the future and God's judgment has come. Why is it wait? Because God is long-suffering. So instead of asking why God allows bad things to happen to seemingly good people and bad things to happen to or good things to happen to obviously bad people, we should ask, why doesn't he strike people down for their sin, including Christians? Why don't he strike them down? You say, well, what makes you say that? Well, he did it to Ananias and Sapphira. Amen. Why? Because they lied to the Holy Spirit of God. Listen, we see people lying to the Holy Spirit of God practically every day. So why doesn't God strike them down? Why doesn't God cause the earth to swallow up apostate religions like he did Korah and his followers? Listen, there's apostate religions all over this planet. There's some right down the street. Amen. So why doesn't God uh, let the, the world, to, it would be okay for me. Why doesn't he do that? The reason is because God is a good God, and he is kind to us, will, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's the goodness of God. You see, the purpose of the kindness and goodness of God is not to excuse men of their sin, but to convict them of it and to lead them to repentance. So if the goodness of God, now listen close, if the goodness of God will not cause people to repent and come back to him, then there is no other message to men from God concerning repentance. Listen, it's the goodness of God that brings people to repentance. What else are we going to preach? It's the convicting power of the Holy Spirit of God when we begin to think about how God has been good to us and he's not struck us down and, and he's not cast us into the lake of fire. Listen, when before we ever got saved, we understand God's a good God. Amen. Look in Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 18. Nehemiah chapter 2. And look in verse 18. It says, then I told them of the hand of my God, which was, what's those last three words? I'll wait. Nehemiah 2.18. 
I'll read it again. I want you to read them last two words. Then I told them, Nehemiah saying, I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me. <clears throat> Has God been good to you? Have you told anybody? I mean, it's the little things. You know, we want, we want, we, we want the big and the spectacular you know, we, but it, it too often, uh, you know, sometimes ministry takes work. And a lot of folks today, they don't want to, they, it, it's hard. It, you, listen, ministries like Central Park that are growing and, and we have growing pains and those kinds of things. Listen and understand me today. It, it's difficult because people want to be a part of something big and grandeur. Yeah. But you understand the work's already been done. Yeah. We want to come and press that easy button. And, and, you know, and have uh, one person teaching a Sunday school class and five people that have signed up ready to go in their place. But it's not always that way. Listen, sometimes there's, you know, one person doing four different jobs. Come on, y'all, go ahead, raise your hand. They're, this church is full of them. Uh, sometimes it takes that. But you know what it is? God's still good. Amen. And we need to recognize the goodness of God about the good things, uh, the, the, the small things. You know, the, the nursery, for example. I thank God for the ladies that are in that nursery every Sunday. I walk down those stairs on a Sunday morning after Sunday school, and, man, those kids are in there screaming bloody murder. And you know what I do? I just keep right on walking. And, you know, all the time I'm walking by there, I'm thinking, thank you, Lord, for those fine ladies that are in there taking care of that nursery. Listen, it takes people that are willing to be involved. Listen, it's the little things. And we need to recognize the goodness of God and, and then be willing to tell people about it. We, all, we, we are far too often so ready to murmur and complain. Are y'all still here? Say amen. amen. But we who are saved ought to tell people about the goodness of God. Listen, Nehemiah said, I, Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me. Listen, did, did you pray and thank God this week before you ate? I, thought, I thank God because all of my kids were at my house this week. And they stayed. And then I thank God when they left. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, but, but you understand, it's the little things, amen? <laughs> but you, know, you understand, it, it, it's, the goodness of God is all around us. Did you thank God for the padded pew you're sitting in? Did you thank God today when you came in, it was warm and it was 50 degrees outside and the wind was howling? Do we thank God today because we're able to turn the lights on? Do we thank God today because we meet our budget on a, on a weekly basis? Do we thank God for the people uh, who are involved in faith promise missions where we can uh, support a young men like David Merlo to Argentina who's going to be here this Sunday who's, who's back and forth because of his daughter's health and, and we have a part of him in his ministry and folks can say, listen, do we thank God for those kinds of things? Listen, we ought to be thankful to God for the little things. And the question ought to be, do you know why we see folks saved here at Central Park Baptist Church? 
Because God's a good God. That's why. Do you know why we see folks come and join Central Park? It's because of the goodness of God. No other reason. Listen, it's, we have a good people. We have a sweet spirit. But the reality is people come here because of the goodness of Almighty God. You know why the Spirit of God is prevalent in this place among our people? Because of the goodness of God. You know why we have been able to see folks uh, baptized and united? It's because of the goodness of God. No other reason uh, are we able to see anything happen in this place except for the goodness of Almighty God. And we can all say, Amen. And God teaches us today that we understand if you look in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9, <clears throat> we understand that God's wisdom provides for our good. Colossians 1, 9, it says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of His will and in all wisdom and in spiritual understanding. Listen, that's why God teaches us that we ought not lean on our own understanding but acknowledge Him because it's the wisdom of God. Have you ever done something and without waiting on God and then <clears throat> after you do it, you think, I should have waited? Has there ever been times when you thought about doing something and you didn't because that still small voice inside you says, you better wait? And then you do it or then you wait and then you do it later and then it's like, man, that, I'm sure glad I waited. Listen, me and my wife, we have told one another for the last for years that God's timing is impeccable. And if we would just learn to wait on God and to trust in His wisdom, I'm telling you, God's wisdom will provide for your good. Let me show you something else. Look in Acts chapter 20 and verse 32. It says, And now, brethren, I commend you to God. And to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. You see, God's word is for our good. You know, I, I learned a long time ago that you, 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 not to, you can't beat people up with the Bible. Yeah, that's not what this is for. Sure, sometimes you have to preach straight, and sometimes it's difficult, and sometimes it's kind of a scathing thing. Uh, but listen, but it, you know, if you if you beat people up with the Word of God, it's going to be difficult to try to help them. My my mom used to say for years; she'd always tell us uh, not to. She'd say, "Listen, don't spank your kids with your hand." And I I asked mom, "How come?" She'd say, "Because." This is for loving. This paddle is for dis discipline. And I thought, okay. And so I tried to learn that. Listen, the hand of God, the Bible says, has been good upon me. That's what Nehemiah told us. You understand that God is good to us. And God's word is here to help us and strengthen us. This is not to beat people up. Now, the convicting power of the Holy Spirit of God sometimes gets after us. You know, sometimes it's like a dose of castor oil. I mean, we were talking about that at lunch today. 
You know, um, Miss Eva said if you, you know, a good thing for Miss Lexi would go home and take some castor oil. I've heard my mama say that. And I said, my mom used to make me take that stuff when I was a kid. And she said, why, were you always sick? I said, no, I wasn't always sick. I was little. And she thought if she made me take castor oil about a teaspoon every day, that helped me grow. Well, I think it stunted my growth. didn't help me grow any. That's the nastiest stuff you ever put in your mouth, amen? Listen, and, and, some, and sometimes it was hard to take and hard to swallow. Well, listen, sometimes the Word of God is hard to swallow. But if we'll learn to taste and see, we will understand that the Word of God is good. Amen. Why? Because God is a good God. And God's Word is for our good. Romans 8, 28, I've already quoted that, that it teaches us that all things work together for the good to them that are the called of God according to His purpose, who love God and are the called according to His purpose. Listen, you think back, and, and I was reading through the book of Job the other day. <clears throat> In fact, I'm about through. If you ever want to read through a difficult book, read through Job. But you got to understand what's going on. Amen. Uh, his friends were supposed to be a source of comfort, but all they did was come around and condemn him. All they did was come around. And by the way, if you read a little while later, uh, God came to Job's aid. Amen. God came uh, to, to uh, uh, his buddies and said, listen, here's what you do. If you want me to keep from judging you, he said, here's what you do. He said, you take a lamb, and he said, you take these things, and you offer them as a sacrifice for righteous Job. Because he told these men, he said, because you didn't do the right thing. You were condemning to Job, but he's done nothing, and he's innocent and all these things. So you offer a sacrifice on his behalf. I'm telling you, they got after him. But Job, got, he lost everything. He lost his family, his finances, his flocks, his fitness. I mean, things look really bad. But if you go and read about him as he sat on an ash heap, uh, and he took shards of pottery that was heated, and he would lance the boils on his body because he was covered from the bottom of his feet to the top of his head. And they would, they, his friend, his, even his wife said, Job, why don't you curse God and die? Why don't you just end all this and, and not go through all this suffering? And Job said this. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, well, how was Job able to do that? He was able to do that because he recognized the goodness of Almighty God. But I, I think a lot of times if we are not careful... Uh, we do not recognize God's goodness, and we take it for granted. We take it for granted that we have something to eat every day. We take it for granted that we have a vehicle to get in and start and get us to where we're going. We take it for granted that we have this place to come and worship. We take it for granted that we have... Uh, uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ that we come and worship with. We take them for granted. We just think that, listen, they'll be there Wednesday, they'll be there Sunday. Listen, it's not going to always be that way. Look around. And those who uh, worship at the end of this year, listen, they may not be here at the end of next year. God may call us home. 
Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for you know not what a day will bring forth. Listen, we are only here today because of the goodness of Almighty God. In fact, Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 9, it tells us to recognize God's goodness. So can I ask you something this afternoon? Do you recognize the goodness of God? Even in the little things? I mean, it's not a trivial matter even uh, when, when, we, when we're driving somewhere and we park and there's a parking place right up front. You think, well, that lit. No, wait a minute. I, I, every time I see a parking place close to the front, I, you ask my wife, I'll say, well, thank you, Lord. You know, it's the little things. It's in everything that we have today, everything, it's because of the goodness of God. Have you thanked him? Have you uh, spent some time with him? Listen, I'm, I, I want you to understand today that it, are, it, are you close enough to God to be able to recommend his goodness to other people? He saved me. He keeps me. He forgives me. He wrote my name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. His, his, his blood covers me. He's prepared for me a mansion in heaven. And one of these days, he's going to take me home. But don't take my word for it. Psalm 34 and 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that God is good. You know, too many times we want someone to come and feed us. You know, we're like little babies in, in, when it comes to spiritual things. We want somebody to feed us the spiritual things of God. And listen, no, wait a minute. It, it's a whole lot sweeter it, it, if you dig it out for yourself. Listen, it tastes a whole lot better if you're reading along there and you're going through something in your life and God says, here, I got something for you. You know what, you know what makes that happen? The goodness of God, period. I'm thankful that God is good to me, and he's good to you. Whether you recognize it or not, God is a good God. And all God's people can say, Father, help us. Lord, I pray that we will not look at you, Lord, from a, a skewed um, human perspective, Lord, and, and we look at things in this old world and uh, God just think that you're not a good God, but because God, you are. God, you, uh, you handed mankind a perfect world. God, we've made a junkyard out of it. God, I pray that you'd please help us, God, to just stay close. And in this old world that we live in, we can still see and recognize your goodness. God, please help us and strengthen us. God, I pray, Lord, today that we'll just stop each and every moment of each and every day. Lord, just take some time and just say, thank you, Lord, for your goodness. God, can you, can you help us to recognize that? And, and Father, when we do recognize it, I pray and I ask you, God, to help us to recommend your goodness to other people. God, may they see that in us. And God, we'll give you praise for it. So, Lord, help us and strengthen us now as we come to this portion of, of worship. God, and I pray that we will take advantage of this uh, invitation. This invitation is for, for the folks that are seated out here this afternoon. God, it's, a, it's not to come and just ask forgiveness of sin, but God, this altar is a place where we just come and love on you and just tell you thank you, Lord, for being good to us. So God, may we 
take advantage of this opportunity. Not worry about those that are around us. Not worry about what other people might think. But God, just spend some time, Lord, just between us and you. And God, may we come to an altar just like this and just say thank you for your goodness. And Father, we'll give you the praise for it because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. While we stand and while Brother Shelton leads us in a verse of invitation.